myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. It is Friday night and it is Fab Four Night. Uh, so it's a big welcome, as always, to Keith, to Steve and to Mitch. And I guess we're probably going to spend a considerable amount of this programme talking about cats, but uh, not this one. Of course, Troll of the Week will be part of the show, as usual. I'll try and cram everything in. Um, not sure whether Joe Walker's on. He might send us a few betting tips for the Euros, um, but if he isn't, I, 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 he deserves a well-deserved break for uh, what he's done over the last few weeks, to be honest. But if you've got any, Joe, email us them, and I will read them out later. Uh, but welcome, lads. Um, and Keith, I suppose, will come straight to you. Um, lots of Twitter activity today. I haven't been involved in any of it. I've been stalking Harrison Ford. On the he said, well, I went for a walk. I say stalking him, uh, but I just knew I knew roughly what time he was coming out of the hotel and there was no sign of him. So I never got a chance to meet Han Solo or Indiana Jones or any of the other characters he's played, sadly. Um, but uh, I hear now he's not very happy about fans following him, so maybe it's just as well. So, but there's been lots going on on Twitter and many of you will have noticed I'm not even getting involved with it anymore. I've, I've just, I've, uh, I've almost retired from NUFC Twitter. I'm putting me events on um, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've had a, quite a bit to do over the last few weeks and I haven't got time. So apologies to anybody who's asked us a specific question. Um, but I keep saying I'm not probably the right person to ask. So Keith, um, any news is probably what I'm going to ask you because that's the inbox I get all the time. Any news, Keith? Um, well, first of all, I want to say that I'm doing this as you. So this week, I haven't been as open. There was a time in the week early on when I said to you, I said, I don't think it needs me at the minute because the fans were answering a lot of the negative that was going out. There was a lot of negative going out on Twitter uh, by people deliberately trying to pour cold water on the takeover. And the fans were taking care of it. And I said to you, three in the week, I said, it's great because I don't need to answer most of them questions. Because the fans are out there just saying, well, Christ, we can see through what's going on. So I, I just thought I'd do less. And then a few things started to happen. Um, and, you know, the, the, there is news. And, and, and the, the first bit is, is these planes and boats, I just want to talk you through that first, is Ashley's not going to go for a meeting uh, to some foreign country to meet the Rubens and and It's not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen is because they've got nothing to talk about. He needs to get a club that he can sell. And when he gets a club he can sell, then they're waiting. If there's anything to message them with, it will be done through lawyers. And it will be done electronically. You know, it will be done very securely. So, you know, people meeting in the Bahamas, ain't going to happen. People, you know, meeting the Cornish coast, it's not going to happen. Um, all those are coincidences. I think that's more likely to happen after EPL have folded, and I don't think that's stage yet. In terms of news, um, it's safe to assume that the EPL have responded. It's five o'clock now, so they will have responded. And what I've been trying to say to fans is, you are like me, and I'd love to um, come across uh, the wording of exactly what they've said and how they've said it, but it would be crazy for that to happen because if you, if you think of it logically, their legal team will put together an argument. Chances are they will be going for things like why does it have to be public? I've put a tweet out earlier today to say that it doesn't need... It, 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 they said at a NUST meeting that they weren't bothered at all about it going into the public domain. Well, why are they fighting it now then? And, and 
you know, all these journalists that keep putting messages out saying they're in such a strong position. They only put that out because they're not in a strong position. Um, and what's happening right now at this moment in time is their legal team will be giving it its best shot. There'll be two things they're trying to do. One is keep it private and two is slow it down. That's, that's nailed onto the mast, that, because that's what they've done all along, and that is their DNA. Um, but the time's running out, and that's why I keep saying the clock's ticking. And you've, what you've got to do is, um, I, th I think you'll see an article coming off Liam soon about um, cartel behaviour. And if you read the Institute of Directors message this week, it's very critical that fans swallow that up rather than trying to get hold of, you know, four... Four minutes to five, they've sent a message because that message is not going to say any more than they've replied. And that'll go to a legal source, and that legal source will decipher it with Justin Barnes and the legal team. And once they get that message, they'll then have a, they'll have a conflab between seven or eight barristers as to where they go next and what they do next. And you've got to remember, if the EPL has taken extra time to do it, haven't been picking the noses, they'll have been doing the best they can to slow it down and delay it. Um, but they can't delay it forever and the courts won't let them. They're going to try and get it thrown out, saying that it's similar to the arbitration case, but I don't think it's anywhere near as, as, as similar or a copy of that. That's different journalists' take on it. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try the best to delay it, the club are going to throw that back and it'll run. And that's why I'm relaxed because, you know, 5th of August last year, all I wanted to do was get a competition case to run and it's now running. So that's why I don't get hung up about dates, whether it happens in June the 23rd or, or you know August the 1st or July the 2nd. It'll happen as quick as then people can that's physically not, make it. That's not July the, the 2nd, 2022, is it, Keith? Just the order you not, put them not, in there, not, you went not, June, not, August, not, and then July. I'm like, oh, oh God. It, 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 no, we're jumping back because, because, because it, you, know, you know, at some I know stage... What fans are like. At some stage tonight, it might be worthwhile on the show um, us all having a pitch at where we think it'll finish or where we think it'll end and when it'll end. Because I think fans are eager to know that. But at the moment, fans are trying to squeeze out an afternoon. If you go talk to most of my mates, fans, they say they're eager that something happens tonight rather than Monday. And I said, it doesn't make any difference whether it happens on Monday or tonight, whatever happens. Because chances are you're not going to find out anything about it. And... It's happening and it's moving forward. Um, the only way Mike Ashley is going to be pulled from competition case now after he's spent is by getting a deal of some kind. Um, and, and, and I don't think, I really genuinely don't believe that money only will satisfy him because the biggest money part of this deal is 300 plus million for a club that nobody else would give 300 plus million for. So I think, I think you need to relax in that and know that yeah. you know, Mitch and uh, Steve will tell you they, they, they worked on a case but in a big case, you know, they worked on a bid for Newcastle, but it was nowhere near these kind of monies. And it was nowhere near the ongoing trade for Ashley's group of companies that he would get with PIF and the Saudis if this deal went through. I honestly think it's the afters on this deal that's a huge attraction to Mike Ashley than just the deal itself. That's what I believe. But later on, you know, by all means, ask us, where, where, when do you think it's going to uh, finish? And I have a specific time in my head that's when they do this and that happens that's when it'll it'll go and we'll come on that later but i i, I just think that tonight is just somebody said does the case start the deal says no it started a few weeks ago when they filed the case you know what i mean and it costs a lot of money despite what yeah. people say it doesn't cost hundreds it doesn't cost thousands it doesn't cost tens of thousands 
or even hundreds of thousands. It costs a lot more for a group as big as Mike Ashley to run a competition case against the APL. It, it, we're into millions. Okay, let's bring Steve in with this question, Steve. Uh, Steve, please ask this question. So there you are, Samia. I'm doing it. Why do the panel believe there have been positive leaks this week? Are Newcastle trying to encourage the EPL to come to an agreement or is there a genuine positivity? Many thanks. I mean, Steve, there has been positivity throughout the last 12 months, I think. Um, anybody who watches this show will tell you that. But um, I just think it's been the same old, same old, hasn't it? And we're, we're now in this dangerous period when there's no football to commentate on. So what we see is mischief making in the media, whether it be national or, or, or local. Yeah. Um, the Rafa Benitez story is is one, for example, which you know it became it became everybody's um, go to story that he was going to Everton this week, and and I, I just tried to nip it in the bud straight away. It's quite clear that Rafa is waiting for a better job with a bigger club, and it's certainly not Everton. And for me, I just think this is the silly season in the media. But would you say there's been positive messages, Steve? I haven't. I honestly can't say that I've seen anything that that makes me more positive than I always have been. What I would say is that what I've witnessed is more and more fans starting to question the individuals who are putting those stories out, the individuals who are responsible for some of the some of the press. We're starting to question where they're coming from. What makes you think that? I said that. That contradicts something that you've said earlier. Or what about it? And so there's there's a dialogue start, started to open up an awful lot more and an awful lot more with people interested in the positivities of the takeover rather than the negatives that we've been counteracting and fighting, I think, over the last sort of, what? well, as you said, Steve, 12 months, because the positivity has always been that there's a there's a deal to be had. Um, we we talked for months and months about compromise. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but who knows, that may come um, in the next few weeks or months. And as Keith says, we'll get on to some of, some of those points later on, I'm sure. But for me, that's what I'm witnessing. I'm, wis I'm witnessing people suddenly becoming educated to the system, educated exactly. to the process that's happening and starting to, to, to realise that, well, I've got this bit of information, I'm hearing that, but that counteracts what I was led to believe or what I've my understanding. So they're starting to question those people. And I think that's a good sign. I do. Because that we've always said that we're an educated fan base, but the interest is is so much deeper now because, as you say, A, we're safe. So a lot of people are now going, you know what? It is a viable club to be sold. It's not going to be in the in the lower divisions and there isn't going to be sort of a situation where nobody, you know, that regardless of what happened, they don't want us anymore um, or that Ashley's going to get into a reduced, you know, having to sell for 150 rather than 300 and that's a threat and a risk and might not happen. I think we've become a lot more educated. We're reading up on the, on the topics an awful lot. And I think that's what we've seen this week, Steve. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> Billy says you look like you've just been introduced to his mother-in-law. I'm sure your mother-in-law is a very nice woman, Billy. And uh, your view is yeah. your opinion only, not my opinion whatsoever. And, and certainly not that of mine either in Dubai. Um, <laughs> oh dear, me man. Uh, no, I've just had a long day today. It's been, been a long one today. I've been in at work. Temperature um, check, you know, Mitch. Uh, what's it been like? Cold? Uh, today it's been over, well, the, the peak at lunchtime it was about 48. But it's it's ridiculously humid. That's why I'm not in the balcony <laughs> tonight. Um, it's wetter than an otter's pocket outside. I'd be, in this, I'd be bloody melting. It would be terrible. Um, 
it looked like a wet t-shirt competition by the end of it if I sat out there. Um, that can be I a male so. or female wet t-shirt competition for those willing to attack the show at every uh, possible <laughs> oh, opportunity. Jesus. It was not sexist in the slightest <laughs> at all. Oh, Men can wear wet t-shirts Oh my god. Uh, uh, yes, let's just go through those tulips, eh? Fuck me. Um no. He's <laughs> stuck at eleven now, I think. I'm only having a laugh. I'm only having a laugh. I'm only having a laugh. Are we allowed to speak? Are we allowed to say anything? Here you can't go. wait, you can. Go for it. Uh, so look what Steve said. Spot on. Absolutely spot on that that Steve's um, seen what I've seen, and we've talked about it this week. Um, watching the fan base kind of wake up a little bit and educate themselves to the game that's being played. It's the game that we've been trying to point out for a while, and the team's taking a bit yeah. of flack for unfairly. Yeah. Um, it's the conversations that we have with Keith that's still amazing that we right. can sit down and say, right, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. And nine times out of ten, were there they all do. They all do. You and Steve Hastie's called it each way through. You've named the yeah. people. You named three journalists to me. They all came out, and I thought, this is a wind-up. It can't happen like that. And then you <laughs> said, then they'll do this. Then he'll appear on there. Then he'll say this, and I'm sitting there going. So what I've started doing, just to blow your gaff, I've been telling people what this is going to happen, and then <laughs> I've yeah. been good I for you. <laughs> And then this is ah, we know you, you got your gaff on, but it's 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 Aye. amazing how long it's taken people to actually realise who politically don't want this takeover to go through. Just just something like that, you know. Like it, it, yeah. there's a lot of politics involved, and I didn't realise that. But, just want to point but, out as well, Mitch. It's not just you. Uh, Chris is in the chat, as you will see. He's often in the chat. We know Chris. He's uh, recorded his dream team yesterday, and he says, "Let's let's not waste any oxygen this week on BJ." Of course, that is um, Ben Jacobs, not the alternative. <laughs> Getting worried there. <laughs> well, just gonna see. But, but they have Keith getting his glasses on. Keith, can I advise you? Can I can I advise you keep your glasses on and you start writing some of these things down? Because there's a lot of important questions coming, which I because other people are talking, I can't get them in. So you may want to write some of these questions down Aye. and come back to them. Not the one about BGS. I thought I was getting a BGA for being on the show, but never mind. No, definitely oh, not. Okay. NUFC Mag says a pint of Jim Beam, Mitch. Oh my God! Well, it's, it's, not, it's not just Jim Beam. I'm not a monster, man. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to put a mixer in it. Jesus! One of, one of the questions we got before. Um, I, I'm going to try and find it right because it's quite there. Nathan Thomas. Quick question on disclosure, Keith. Uh, in a criminal case, hardware would be seized. What mechanisms are there under a cat to ensure evidence is preserved and gained? Right, I'll try and explain this quickly to you because it's a good point for everybody. When you are doing a criminal case, you assume that people might uh, take away and burn and all likes. In a business case like this, it's not quite the same. It's actually slicker and it works better. So typically, on disclosure, what I would be saying is I'd say, me versus Steve Wraith, I'd say, okay, Steve, uh, I'm trying to get this takeover through. You were the EPL. And Steve would be allowed to think, he's the APL, but he'd be able to think 10 words. We'll say 10, it could be 20. They agree a number. And what happens is you supply that to your computers. So I get you 10 words. And the 10 words I'm going to give you that I want to see on every WhatsApp, text, email, letter, 
handwritten notes, everything, every single record. I want these words. These are my words. So I'm, I'm now representing the consortium. So I want to see where you've ever mentioned the word Stably. I want to see where you've mentioned the word Ashley. I want to mention the word Newcastle. I want to see ESL. I want to see the word Saudi, which will obviously cover Saudi Arabia. I want to cover consortium. I want to take the word takeover. I want the word PCP. And I want the word Rubens. And I want the word piracy. Okay? Now, when you get them words, you've got to apply that to your digital format. So you've got to go in every search engine. But you don't do it yourself. You've got to employ a company that the judge and the court agrees will represent you. And I have to get one that represents me. Steve then gives me, on behalf of the EPL, 10 words. So he gives things like, he might give us backhander, he might give us, um, um, you know, uh, piracy, he might give us uh, human rights, he might give us a lot of words. And I apply them to my computers. And what you're trying to do is catch the other people out. Now, my good feeling is, if you put the words takeover, and you have the words Newcastle, I don't think that you'd have to look very deep to find somewhere where the big six, BR, APL, Hoffman, Masters, and others will have been talking about what they want to do to suppress this takeover. If you put things like Saudi, I think that will bring all kinds of worms out. And what happens is, by law, and nobody's going to cheat this, you've got to give them your own solicitors. So, so them documents come to your own legal team. So you've got all your documents. And typically, typically, if you remember when I told you the last case I ran on competition, we took our documents to South Africa and we saved £400,000 just on searching. That's how much you saved on paralegals because the, the rate of pay and the efficiency and lack of backlog over there was infinitely better than it was in the UK. And if you could save 400,000 on searching documents, it gives you a kind, of, a kind of understanding of how many documents there are there. So where this lad's saying, do you go criminal? He's more or less talking about people going down because Mitch and Steve Aces robbed a bank and uh, they set up a scam and we try to get their stuff. So we'd go in there at five o'clock in the morning, knock the doors off the hinges and just lift everything because they're not going to do anything by the book. But when you're talking about some of the EPL and Tottenham Hotspur, Liverpool, Manchester City, you're talking about multi-billion pound organisations. And every time a document is touched with a fingerprint, it's touched by many people. So that behind letter, as we talked about last week, will have been touched by their CEO will have then gone to their legal team, will have then gone out to various people behind, and every one of them has got that powder all over the hands. Then it goes out to clubs in the Premier League. Then, by rights, they should have given it to their lawyers. So really, crashing into a door in a criminal case and nicking a computer before it gets burnt is a bit far away from what we're talking about now. We're talking about every document we've got now. It's got a double entry. It's not only on his computer it's on all of theirs and it's on all the places they sent it to and if at any time bear in mind i can ask you for a document i'm sitting with so i could have a document about what well, the take the behind letter i can look for a phrase in that behind letter which is key and it is down it you know a qc's told me it's out now collective lobbying which is illegal 
I could just take a phrase in that letter, word in there. I could take the word hence. I could take the word um, diabolically and just say, right, I'll have that word in. Because I might want. Now, if I put that in and the document doesn't come out, then the shit hits the fan. Because you, you, you've broken the whole disclosure agreement. You broke the, you know, the, the first thing the BC is, oh my God. These guys have been asked legally, and it's not, it's not, it's, you're not going through licking papers to, to fight. You're talking about, you put it in digitally, and the digital transaction's pulling it back out. So you have no ability to cheat it. The only thing you've got is you have the ability at the end to get your lawyers to take out privileged documents. And a privileged document is where you in your little team advice. So if you say, Mr. Bird and Bird, can you tell me um, what chances we've got of winning this case? Because we think we might lose it. As much as you like that document, you're not entitled to it. Because that's privileged, because you're asking your solicitor for, for, for advice and support. Everything else has got to go, whether you like it or not. And what that guy's hit on is, he's hit on something that, it's my belief that when all these shenanigans that are playing out the minute, whether it goes public or it doesn't go public, whether it, um, when the case management meeting takes place, decides the dates, how long it's going to run over, is it, is it fast-tracked on a cat, is it a normal case? Once it is, you can literally get the time of the case. There's not a lot of cases in court at the moment. There's nothing holding this up. And once that happens, you can literally get the period of the case. Three months for a cat, maybe four months, six months for a, for, for a full case, and half it, and you can assume the disclosure will have been done. They'll have done the searches by then. At that point, it's my good feeling, as is some of the competition people I've spoken to, is that the EL and the cartel will be so great that they will have the documents with their solicitors and they'll go, we can't run this case. And I think yeah. at that stage, I think that's when it's going to collapse. So when you're scrapping on looking for a plane, seriously, I, I love it. I love it. I love the band and I do it. But I don't get excited. And you probably won't see me on Twitter as much over the coming days, maybe even the next couple of weeks, because because literally I would spend 12 to 4. Honestly, I could just sit. As soon as I've done 20 Twitter messages, there's another 20, and they just keep coming and coming and coming. And they get more and more. So I'm more just taking like a Steve Wraith view on it that says it doesn't overly need us. And some of you are asking us questions like, what will happen if the EPL don't respond? And I can't tell you, they will respond. It's bird okay. birds responsibly. Get get this one in as well. Um, let's try Bye. and let's try and get through a few questions, Keith, because um, you know, we, we, you know, obviously we want to want to get I'll, everything right, in. But right. I'll, I've been interested one, in this one because I've seen this one as well. Case, so I'm interested case, in all the this. The case number on the tribunal website as fifth of the seventh, twenty one. Is this relevant, Keith? Um, there's there's, pe there's people going to turn around and there's people going to sit there and say, um. That, that what they do is when they run a case, often one of the things they do is they try and get a window for it. So when we run our competition case, you before you get to the point of putting the management in, you look for a window ahead that you can run the case in. I haven't looked at it because I, I've been waiting for the EPL to pull a stunt and I've been waiting for the EPL to try and get it thrown out. I don't think it'll get thrown out. But if you like, what I was waiting to do was for all the shenanigans to slow down. Um, if they put the fifth or the seventh on, somebody could look at a window and say that it fits into that, that you know, the, that there is a slot in there long enough to run a case. 
but you'll never know until it'll run a case when you do the case management it'll tell you how many weeks it's going to run so i i i don't know i'd love to think it was fifth or seventh i'll tell you that for nothing because uh it, it if it's a fifth or the seventh i don't think they'll reach there if somebody told me that i'd be you know that that, that they'd mapped it out to fit in the window at that date I'll be the happiest man in England because because it'll, it, I think I'll be amazed if it doesn't break before disclosure before that date because I think there's going to be so much crap coming with the Premier League and and when reporters tell me that that um, you know when somebody can look me in the eye and say MBS lobbying for a deal for his country is as bad as behind collective lobbying. It's, bring me now on because he's got more commercial than these people i've been there and i know what it's like and i know that that i know how these people squirm and right now trust us newcastle fans you'd rather be in mike ashley's shoes than masters or hoffman's they will be if they're not crap in themselves they need to start it's 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 getting serious and the reason i'm happy is because on the 5th of august last year i wanted to you know i said to masters you need to run a case and if you don't this this and this will happen and liam was going through that letter the today and i think there's 10 things i predicted to all come true so the reason i'm happy is because the case is running and it, it'll definitely run and i cannot see how the premier league can defend the case i don't see how I, I, in my knowledge i don't think a proven cartel has ever won a competition case if it's a proven cartel because that is what competition's there to do. It's just it's to remove cartels. A cartel is yeah. illegal. It, it, if you think about it, the drugs cartel, Palo Escobar, years ago, had the control of cocaine worldwide, and it's illegal. So, so the 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 the, the forces go out to break it down. Well, this is illegal. So we've got to get this out of English football. And yeah. and, and where are the fans are knocking us and saying, "Oh, it's just a Newcastle thing." This is for all of football. Trust me, this is for this is as important for Leicester, West Ham, and Ipswich, who's had 35 million takeover. They all need this case to fall in Newcastle's favour. Okay, uh, welcome to Al Waleed tonight. I thought it would be nice to have uh, Al Waleed on. How are you, mate? Oh, you're on mute. You've done a spenny. Oh, you're yeah. a ventriloquist. <laughs> How are the lads? How are the fab? Uh, it's an honour to be with you guys. Uh, first of Brilliant. all, wish to I wish to uh, England uh, all the luck in the euros. We'll need some luck, son. We, we need some luck. We dog shit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we definitely need some luck. Um, the question we got uh, from Mark Vickers is: uh, Surely being left off the piracy list must be a positive, lads. I'll believe I'll come to you then, Steve. Um, what's what's your take on on that this week? You know that um, you know there's there's been a little bit of media in the UK. What's it been like in Saudi? Yeah, it was just uh, uh, hearing uh, Mr. Keith saying that uh, how he, he can't see how the Premier League will, will defend himself. Uh, actually, he, he's right. Now, uh, if, we, if we make it to three points, uh, there was the separation, all information being provided. Regarding the virus, you're asking me, now everything exposed and clear that the Saudi Arabia is off the list. So now what we need is the transparency, which is the Premier League, as we hear, they're trying to make this uh, case as uh, in private. So who who have the, who who is actually have something to hide? Is the Premier League? Exactly. Yeah, good point, mate. Good point. Exactly, and it, I think it'll all come out in the wash. That's an expression from uh, the UK. I genuinely think that this is all gonna 
fall into place exactly how Keith has said. Steve, what's your take on the piracy situation that we've uh, that we've seen this week? I mean, again, regurgitated stories tend to you know go 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 round and round and round. And this was an old story, wasn't it? This this goes back to January, I think. That's right. Yeah, but you know what? Once once stories break and the stories like this, and the piracy has been a has been an issue. It has been a thorn in the side of the takeover, or so we're led to believe um, from various parties. So anything that comes out positively on the side of Saudi Arabia and the work that they're doing to combat piracy has to be a positive. It has to be a positive not only for for the takeover, but also for the people in Saudi Arabia and for the people in Qatar. Uh, for BN Sports and for all of all of the others for the Premier League, if the, if there's if there's matters happening that can resolve issues regarding piracy um, and take those issues away, then I'm I'm all for it. I'm all positive for it, um, and I'm sure that, that that any like-minded person would be in exactly the same mindset. Yeah, and lots of, lots of comments coming in from people as well. Richard Vastas is on tonight. Uh, good, good to see him. Uh, I fifth of the seventh, twenty fifty, maybe he says. Richard Vastas, so thanks for that. Uh, Alvalid, are you are you confident? We've been on a roller coaster ride, haven't we? Are you confident? Um, I can say yes. Yes, I am confident. Yeah, good. Uh, you you should be. We've got an interesting tweet as well from Larry. He says, uh, have you noticed Nick DeMarco is standing looking at Hickson Green on Medina Villas and all the lights are green? Do you know <laughs> Medina just happens to be a city in Saudi Arabia known as the messenger of God? It also has a green dome on the church. Is this accurate, uh, Alwaleed? Well, this is very, very deep. Uh, but Al Medina is uh, one of uh, is the second uh, religious uh, a religious city in uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, with our prophet uh, uh, being uh, prophet there at first. Uh, at first, uh, regarding the religion. Okay, well, I will but, go. Uh, I, 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 I I take a look in the photo, but I didn't uh, I didn't think uh, much of it. I was trying to look everything, but I was busy translating another stuff. Alawid, Alawid, we are so cryptic. In, in our investigations, fans will fans will dig. They will they will they'll spot anything. And putting two and two yeah. together, we can we yeah, can make am, six yeah. and seven when it should come to four. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm it's, actually I'm jo joining them. I do I do the same. It's 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 been a nightmare throughout. Do you remember the day I, I randomly tweeted the lyrics from uh, White Lines by Grandmaster Flash? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I tweeted "rang dang diddly dangy dang baby," and I got about two hundred replies going. Mitch, does this mean the takeover's happening? Uh, no, it's the, it's the lyrics to "White Lines" by Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> it's it it it's really difficult because everybody's looking for things to hang on to, and Chris, and I mean some of the messages I've had this week with uh, um like people doing digging, real digging, yeah, like like high end thinking it through. Yeah. It's fantastic, unbelievable, fair play to everybody. Um, I've just come to the conclusion, like many other things in my life, I've got no control over this, so I can't let it worry me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got zero control. Um, I'm happy to give opinions, ha happy to hoist stuff out if, we, if I get it, because there's not a lot coming out anymore the way there was a while ago. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That no, things yeah, things are things are quiet, you know. 
I agree. Okay. Um, Al-Walid, uh, just, just a pointer as well. How is the NCSL Saudi Twitter account gone down? I know you've helped a little bit with the translation, but um, how has that been received? Are, are the people in Saudi happy that, uh, you know, that they've got some kind of communication from Keith uh, with regards to the takeover? Uh, well, uh, regarding uh, NCSL account, I've been uh, linked. <laughs> I've been receiving messages that it's you, and I keep saying to them, it's not me. Uh, I just use one, and I just I see if a tweet, I comment on it uh, or quote it. If I see, uh, I try to uh, I try to accumulate all the information and all. I don't just want to say anything, uh, anything random. I really want a strong source. So uh, as we know, uh, NCSL case A is is the Arabic version of uh, of NCSL run by Keith, Mr. Keith Peterson. So it's a layable source. And uh, regarding the uh, uh, regarding the translation, I just want to translate the uh, the the thing with the strong evidence. It's no time for uh, clickbaits or uh, or weak uh, or weak uh, sources like what we uh, see in uh, in uh, uh, I forget the name of <laughs> I forget even the name of the site. I think uh, Sun the Sun Newcastle something. Right. Okay. All right. Well, it's, listen. It's great to see. It's great to see that kind of reaction. Reaction coming. Let's move topics because, we're, 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 as always, time you know runs on in this show, and we end up getting stuck on one subject. I know people don't mind that, but I want to try and cover as many topics as we can. The EPL, Steve, um, yeah. and then I'll come to you, Mitch. Handed out their uh, uh, punishments, or should I say, agreed the punishments. <laughs> With uh, the, uh, the the top six, and a lot of people in the chat are asking tonight um, what what your views are. Steve, what did you make of that? Well, I, I put on Twitter. I just did a very very quick calculation and, and looked at the at the last five years of of match day income at Manchester United, and they played in the last five years. They had 133 home games, and they'd had something like I think it was 500 million pounds worth of of income that has been generated on match days. And so you divide that up, and I realised that we'd actually they'd actually been fined less than they would normally collect on match day, uh, coming over the over the counter, whether it be shirt sales, whether it be beer, whether it be food and drink, pies, whatever. Because bearing in mind, you know, it's 77, 76, 77 thousand people per match, and that's including European games, obviously as well over that that one hundred and thirty three. So in terms of what the fine was. It was chicken feed, absolutely chicken feed. You know when you Steve, when Steve you I did a calculation. It's less than half of one percent of the six clubs' combined commercial income over the last year. And another excellent, another excellent sort of breakdown of of where that six grassroots football. Or they didn't. They they actually insisted. They argued. According to the press things that I've read, they argued that they didn't want this two hundred, this twenty-two million pounds to go into the EPL pot and to be divided among the fourteen other clubs that they had penalised, that they were fighting against, that they were that they were manipulating behind the scenes against. They didn't even want the money to go to them, so they've they've come up with some backdoor deal. With the, with the executive board members, which obviously we know who the executive board members are. We don't need to mention their names. They've been mentioned that many times before. But they've come to a backdoor agreement where it's not a fine. 
It's a donation that they're making that's going to go to grassroots football in some way, shape or form at some time in the future. We don't know what that format will be. We don't know what it's actually going to be spent on. We don't know whether it's going to go into a central pot or it's going to be something specific. We don't know whether we'll ever see the makings of it or the outcomes of what's what that uh, £22 million has given us. Are we going to see a £22 million super stadium built for a, for a grassroots football are we going to see it be divided up and everybody's going to get another little serving hatch cut into the wall of, yeah. of the, the clubhouse? That's, you know, it's it's that ridiculous. It's it's crazy. It's an insult to football fans. It's an insult to the to the 14 clubs. And it, it's an insult to grassroots football and to the pyramid because they've got away with it yet again. And what I cannot understand is why... The 14 haven't just stood up and said to Masters and to Hoffman and to the rest of the executive board, God, I've just named them there, haven't I? I said I wasn't even going to put the names in. <laughs> haven't just turned around to them and said, no, we're not having that. Go back and string them up. String them up. Yeah. But I haven't. Well, why, why, would you let, why, would you let people, why would you let people who break a crime in Great Britain? It's, it, it, you know, if it is a cartel, as the Prime Minister said, then it's illegal. And they've done something to try and rip football apart. So why would they be involved? I got a phone call last night about the, about the ASL, and I was watching some documentary about Fred and Rose West. And the bloke <laughs> on the phone, he says, what are you watching? I told him. I says, oh, I'm just watching that Fred and Ro Rose West thing, which was bizarre. You know, I was watching that. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And the bloke said, well, it's like them two sitting on the really on the panel deciding right. what, what the sentence should be. Because yeah, like she, she would have got involved in the BG, that's for certain. Oh, Will Power and Rose West weren't two things that went close together. And, that, and that wasn't Ben yeah. Jacobs. Um, anyway, moving, moving, moving yeah, on. I, it. I, I was going to say, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's like you, Steve, being done for drink driving and knocking a granny over on Howard Street and North Shields, then rocking up in front of North Shields Mags with me dad on the bench saying, "Hi, George, can I get you fifty quid?" And he yeah. goes, "Aye, ah, okay, son, on you go. You're a good lad. You didn't mean it, really. It's just, you wouldn't get it's a just ridiculous. You wouldn't get a say in your own punishment. That's what I'm saying. Hundred percent, Mags. Absolutely, Keith. Totally." Mitch, what do you reckon about this? Question for all of you guys, but we haven't got time for all of us to answer these questions because they come thick and fast. Mitch, this one for you. Quick question for you, Mitch. Um, what do you make of all the, the haters and you know of the takeover now turning over to our side? I mean, look, it's we've just been positive. I, I just think I just think it's interesting that the narrative seems to have changed amongst some respected journalists. I mean, you know, the, we've seen the, we've the, seen a big U-turn this week. The narrative has changed, rather. I'll tell you what I, what I really, and I'm good, <sighs> struggling to find the word. I want to use the word detest. I detest <laughs> let's, this. Let's, let's go with that. I, let's go with that. I detest this sides thing because we've never talked about okay. sides. We've never, yeah. you know, we, we've never, throughout the time we did Three Amigos and we've been trying to deliver positive messages that we were getting and being given, we've totally taken on board that some people will take an opposite view. We've totally taken on board that some people morally, ethically, or whatever reason they want, have a problem with it. Because as a fan base, we were put up by the same press to suddenly be the moral arbiters of football in the UK. And all we bloody want is the best for our football club and to support our club. And it's, and it's a ridiculous situation. This whole concept of sides really just shows how divisive Ashley's ownership has been within our fan base. Um, and seeing 
people who've had the very similar standpoint all of a sudden turning on each other just shows what an absolute hot mess it all is, really. Um, we can sit and talk about sides all we like, but the side we're on is Newcastle United. Exactly. The, the, the anti-message and the anti-side of it, um, some of it's come from people who are clearly being fed information that they believe they're taking in good faith and delivering in a certain way. There are some people who are genuinely out there who I believe are just just get their kicks by pushing certain buttons. Definitely. And I'm talking about talking about certain journalists here, by the way, yeah, not just yeah. you know to randoms on the on the uh, not just randoms on the internet. Um, so it, I, I, I struggle with that sort of concept besides. I think what people are seeing is scales are being removed from eyes about where some of this information has come from and the, the agenda behind the information. Um, as you're seeing, the, the Premier League have, have suddenly now had to deal with the arbitration with Man City that's gone underneath the, the radar a little bit because it's Man yeah. City, really, let's be honest. Um, they, they're dealing with the ESL and they've had all the ESL and they're currently making themselves look stupid over that. I mean, who absolutely... Who absolutely gets involved in discussing what their own punishment is going to be? What an absolute disgrace! Absolute disgrace of a situation that is. And then, so you can see they're fumbling, you can see they're struggling. And and we've said this all along. You put people like Masters under the spotlight, you can see he's not comfortable. All the body language experts look at him and go, whoa. I bet there's somebody in the media training department at the Premier League just constantly bangs his head on the desk all day thinking, no, don't say it that way because he's got a really good way of tripping himself up with his own words. But here's you a know, question, Mitch. Mitch, here's a one. How did Bird and Bird, because they, they are a big outfit, how did they ever let the EPL sit down with a big six cartel and decide to put a statement out this week that we've discussed the punishment and this is what's going to be. How did that 22 million get past their legal team? Because the legal yeah. team I spoke to this week, I spoke to legal players this week on the competition side, and they said, it's like the gift that never stops giving. And it's like as though they don't realise they're in this court case. Because, you, you know, you just would not have done that and publicised it. You, you, would have, you, you would at least have gone in and said, we've taken advice off this one, that one, and that one, and we've put three independent people in, and they've come up, this is the fair fine. You at least would have played a charade out to pretend it wasn't done like that. But to put it out smacks two things, arrogance and ignorance. That's what it smacks. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if when Richard Marshall gets out in the bed in the morning, he stands on a bear trap and then steps on a rake and then drops a piano down the flight of stairs. You know, it's like... Can you just keep making more of these now, please? Because some of the things that are going on, they really just don't help themselves. It's interesting, it's, though, it's, that it came out. It came out at the same time, or roughly the same time as the the announcement came from uh, Switzerland that UEFA um, couldn't. Well, really that's another Contradict what was happening in Spain. The the Spanish courts had said that they could not. Um, they, they made a, They made an arbitrary decision on where where Barcelona and Madrid stood as regards the ESL, and the, and the Europeans were. You know, the UEFA were told, you know what, you've got no ju jurisdiction over that now. 
you know, because you've been you've been stitched up. You can't you can't actually you can't actually go ahead with some of the some of the legals that you're trying to take on. And at that point, straight away, the Premier League fell into a bear trap, if you want to call it. Mm. Once they fell into that trap, they, they they jumped in thinking they were. This is a great time to bury news, isn't it? You know, everybody's going to be concentrating on Madrid and and on Barcelona and what's happened to you with the UEFA and UEFA have been told that they can't do X and they can't do Y and ha ha ha. Look, that just goes to show you. So the best thing for us is to just get it out there and say, you know what, we've sorted our business, we've sorted our bit, and and you're thinking, is that right? Is that the is that the best? And exactly what you're saying, Keith. Exactly what you're saying. You, there's a ways to bury bad news, and there's and that was not one of them. That was certainly not one of them. Um, it was. How, it was. How, how, how many how many times have people been with their solicitor, and your solicitor's turned around and says, "Well, we won't be saying that." You know what I mean? How many mm. times do your own solicitor say, "Well, guys, let's let that point go because we're not going to run that, and we're not going to put it over like that." Yeah. And, and they advise you what is good and bad. It's as though these guys didn't use the solicitor. I mean, they've got a you know a, a massive solicitor in Burn Bird. So why why have they let that go out? I'll never know. I've never seen um, a, a cartel doomed cartel by a prime minister. And but then his, historically, though, Keith Burden Bird do all sorts of quite queer things like that. Like at one point in a dispute, they were representing both the Premier League and the Football and the, League, and the EFL. And, and <laughs> how is that possible? And there's you a know, DCM, it, DCMS meeting taking place, and there's a guy of the EFL here and a guy of the EPL there, and the DCMS was saying, "Why are you not paying these?" And these were saying, and these weren't even angry. The EFL was saying there was ten clubs on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. He wasn't angry. He looked like a bloke was about to ready go on his holidays on Friday night. He was yeah. just sitting, smiling away. Him and the master sitting playing table tennis. Life was rosy. And then if you just ask them one question, one question, Mr. DCMS, ask him which solicitor he used. Because if, if his solicitor went to yours, he'd be in the same room. They're using yeah. the same solicitors to, to, to stop clubs going bust. I tell you what. What they hid behind was the fact that one solicitor's office was in Manchester area in the northwest, <laughs> and the other one was in London. Brilliant. And they said, "You know, it was just out, it was just well, like like, like you have to they never talk, they never meet." Like like you have to ride on a bike there to get the information. Jesus, yeah, I well, there's a question there for you. Uh, a couple of people asking, um, have, "Do you see many t uh, Newcastle shirts in Saudi at the minute?" And um, if you don't. If the takeover goes through, how many t how many shirts do you think will sell out there? Uh, I went to I went to uh, before I buy my shirts from Newcastle. I, I saw I, I went to all shops and sports shop in Riyadh, in Saudi Arabia, and I found only the big unfortunately the big six and Lister only shirts. Yeah. So I ordered uh, I ordered online and uh, some some of uh, some of the followers for my Arabic show they ask me they want. Uh, uh, how you get the shirt and i ask that it's through online and uh, recently i've been sponsored by uh, by uh, electronic uh, shop they are uh, selling some shirts and stuff and uh, he said to me that after they take over he will be he will be uh, uh, export and import something from from newcastle uh, for newcastle shares to sell it in saudi arabia and uh, hopefully it's gonna be uh, millions uh, wearing this shirt with the bride, of course. Is, is the appetite there, Alawid? Is, is the appetite there for you? Know, like, if if PIF buys the club, 
is the appetite there amongst the fans to get behind it? Like, because it seems as though it is. Uh, actually, they already are. They already are. Right, and, uh, yeah, because uh, before, uh, you know, it's, it's taking more than one year. And when uh, no, maybe uh, six months ago, when everything was down and we are busy with the, with the games and stuff, as uh, some uh, accounts they are stopping or they are not. Uh, uh, searching much about Newcastle, but lately, last two months, with everything going on and every league, uh, they are uh, starting again. Now, every, now everyone uh, care for sport. They are uh, searching and reading, and uh, also supporting uh, the the Saudi takeover for Newcastle. If, if the average fan Al Walid is anything like you, I find you know I've I've not been able to say this. I think I did a tweet about you the other day, but. Every time I've watched you on the shows with Steve, when you're doing like football shows with uh, NUFC Matters, and when you come on and you tweet, I, I, I can't remember, and all, I've only been on Twitter since October, but I can't remember belly laughing as much as the day um, you did the behind box and there was a picture of Ben Jacobs in it. I mean, like, I, I, I just, that just appealed to my sense of humour, and I just thought it was witty. I thought it was very good, in good taste. You know, it wasn't rude to him. I think he's, I think Ben saw the funny side of it. But I just find you uh, very positive, very proactive. And the other thing I'll wait is, is I saw comments from people like Stu Penman and that and others of the day, and you're just very popular. And, and you, you've only got that because you've won the right of Newcastle fans. You say the right things. You seem to think the right things. And I'm not patronising at all. You just seem like one of us. And if, if the rest of them people over in Riyadh, like you, roll on this deal, I cannot wait. And uh, I just... I would nearly take disclosure tomorrow with two words, ESL and Saudi, because I think there'll be that much junk written about you people and that much polony written about this cartel. I think the deal collapses and it goes through, but it can't happen quick enough, I will lead, if they are like you. Actually, I find it hard to replay in Twitter and words. Now I find it more harder to replay, but really thankful for what you're saying, Mr. Keith. Thank you very yeah, much. I appreciate it. And I hope... Yeah, I hope this uh, also. Yeah, uh, now I can't speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you fully deserved. I believe you've been you've been a breath of fresh air. You've been a, you've been I, like a, you've you've absolutely held your country up no end, and people love you. They really love you, Maria. They really do. I think I believe. Where can people find you? Go on. I'll let you come in in a second, Steve. Where can people find your show? Uh, actually, uh, it's uh, LW underscore Newcastle, and uh, it's a weekly show. And uh, now I start uh, uh, covering with uh, for Euro, supporting England, and also uh, just uh, we didn't we just want to uh, to wait for any. We just want you know like uh, uh, not just waiting uh, the Newcastle. We 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 want we want the time to pass. It's very hard. The most hard job we put for us, we did the hard work, which is waiting. We're waiting more than one year, and we just uh, we just like this time to pass. So hopefully uh, this Euro will help us to uh, pass the time, the difficult times, uh, which was we are waiting too much. We are eager for this takeover to go. Uh, and also tonight, tonight I have with Iceman uh, a special guest for Newcastle. Uh, for talking about uh, opening of the Euros and uh, England squad, uh, squad and stuff. 
Well, I've got to be honest, I think if Alwaleed comes to Newcastle, when he does, when COVID restrictions all are lifted, I think you'll get followed round more than Harrison Ford has this week. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Harrison Ford, who played Han Solo and uh, Indiana Jones in the big movies, is in Newcastle at the minute and he's getting sick of people following him. And I, I, to be honest, it's about five or six people, Alwaleed. I think you will have a lot more people following you when you're here. And uh, a lot of love in the chat for you. Go on, Steve. Uh, before Alwaleed goes, I'll just I let you have some he just summed it up there, and I think what 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 I've learned over the last twelve months when when we've been uh, communicating with Alan Belide and watching the shows is like I, I've I, I respect the idea of actually staying calm, not getting over enthusiastic. The the relaxed way that Al Walid has just walked through this takeover over the last twelve months, um, nothing seems to faze him. His confidence levels remain. But it's the calmness that he's managed to to exude, and I think we've learned from him because of that. That that that's some that's a, a, a massive positive, um, that we can all learn. Just bide your time, stay calm, and and just follow that follow that path because the path's there. And I'll lead you. You have. You've you've calmed me down on a number of occasions when I've watched you on your shows and listened to you, and uh, I find it fascinating. And it's a it's something new for for Newcastle fans, I think, because we 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 sometimes get very very overexcited. Uh, certainly, I do, and I don't know that my court can take so, so it sometimes. But uh, I think that's what I've learned from from. Uh, spending time listening to you, being on your show, or or just enjoying your company uh, when you when I've been watching you on on NUFC matters. So big thanks for that. You're helping us get through this. Really are. Really, thank you, Steve. Thank you all, and appreciate all the love you gave me. And uh, I hope that I'm giving it back enough. And uh, last word, I will say it's hopefully the yours. It's coming. Uh, the trophy of yours coming home uh, for England and hopefully uh, Premier League trophy coming home Newcastle. <laughs> Great so, stuff. Alwali, great to have you on. Uh, I'm sure we'll get you yes, back good. on throughout the summer, mate, but uh, speak to you soon, mate. Take care and love to the family. Great to have Alwali on. Always good to get his input. Uh, lovely lad. Uh, yeah. One of the best things yeah. that's come out of this takeover is uh, meeting Alwali. I've got to be perfectly honest. And haven't actually physically met him yet. Uh, I was hoping that with a Fury AJ fight uh, going ahead, that I might have been able to get over to Saudi to see him. But uh, that is now on uh, hold. But uh, look, great stuff. And, and that's what it's all about this show. We, um, we, we joke and at least call ourselves a cult. And uh, quite a lot of people uh, are buying that cult t shirt. Uh, there we have Mark Byers uh, with his cult no typo T-shirt. Thanks for uh, for sending that in, Mark. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, there's another one. David uh, has has purchased it this week, so he's got his cult no typo T-shirt on as well. And uh, I'm just uh, you know just just jotting through as well. Um, we've got another couple of photos somewhere. I've got to find them. When you load onto this system, sometimes they get jigged about. But uh, yeah. Big thank you to everybody who has bought the T-shirts. And we also have a T-shirt which is up for grabs on my Twitter account, as you know. Brilliant. NUFC matters. Brilliant. It's a cult thing. It's uh, 60 quid it's up to. And it's, this has got to go tonight. You've got 45 minutes to bid for it. Go to my Twitter, at Steve Wraith. It's only at £60. It is a one-off T-shirt. All proceeds go to the food bank. Uh, so please get your bids in uh, tonight. And uh, the new one will be going up very very shortly so please get your bids in now let's get as much money in for the food bank as possible okay we always have regular slots on this show uh some of them take longer than others so we'll better do this one first
My God, when I came up with this idea, I did not think this would take <laughs> off as well as it has done. This has gone through the Inundated. Tune is such a struggle to keep up with them, but please keep them coming in. Uh, any tune lookalikes you see, send them to me, Steve, Keith, or Mitch on Twitter. Uh, you've got all our handles. Um, last week, of course, Mitch was modelling a rather fetching bucket hat, and we got these ones in quite early um, from Kevin McGarry. Uh, pretty, pretty good one, pretty good one, and Mitch there, like he's got got him down to a T. Even the facial expression, I think, although he never looks that cold when he's talking to us from his bloody hot country. Um, we've got this yeah. one as well, which is which is the way that he's probably felt about the takeover on on many occasions from John Setterfield, Kev, Kev, Kevin and Perry, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Harry Anfield. Uh, but yeah, looking very uh, looking very miserable there. Um, I really, really I have to say sorry to Steve Hastie for even dreaming up this because poor Steve Hastie <laughs> seems to get seems to get attacked from pillar to post on these, and I know he takes it all in good form. Um, probably the most insulting one was this one. Uh, from Moxie Mag, um, saying saying that you had a canny pair of legs on you. There's a little bit of a closer image of that, but um, Steve, you don't need to go closer, Steve. It's all right. We can well, see it. <laughs> well, I was just trying to show the legs because that's what they were talking about. <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily the hair. Now, it, it isn't all. It isn't all Steve Hasty. Uh, people do have have a pop at me. Um, well, I think that's pretty good, Gary. Um, yeah, not not a bad one, and. Um, Obviously, anyone who's bald is fair game, especially with a beard. Uh, this one's me and you, Keith. Um, Terry Tibbs, of course. Uh, again, from from um, Phone Jacker back in the day. I'm Terry Tibbs. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, that was a <laughs> good one. Uh, we've, had B, we've, we've been talking about BJ's tonight, and there he is. Um, that was a pretty good one from Hal. Uh, Woody Allen and Ben Jacobs. Um, oh, Woody Allen. Steve Hasty, this is a good yeah, one. Yeah. I, thought. Yeah, I can see oh, Mr. Hasty watching a ghoulmouth scramble in the Croatia six yard <laughs> box. Is that, is that John Pertwee? That's it John Pertwee, yeah, yeah. Is he dead? He's not dead. He's no. been dead for years, man. And, uh, <laughs> he's not dead there. And this one was a belter from yeah. Newcastle United uh, News and Transfers. I, I think that, that I think that probably, for me, that was probably the winner. But, um, that, I've got to say that there are a few more because I was still getting I was still getting hit with these like oh, up until about oh. half past four today. Uh, so we'll move on from that one now. Any of you who watched Tuesday's show with Liam um, would would probably remember the melting situation that we had, where he just seemed to disappear and he was still there, but he looked as if he'd actually physically melted on screen. Well, this caused a, a, a hilarity with me, uh, but also created some absolutely brilliant lookalikes. So, in no particular order, um, the compared to Max Headroom, Chris Bevan, which which I thought was which I thought was pretty accurate. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Then somebody compared him. It was Ian Johnson compared him to Predator, which is him on the right there, which you can see uh, just just metamorphosing there. Uh, then we got this one off Jerry. Jerry's often a regular contributor to this. This was the melting moment, of course. So this this gives you an idea where we're going with the next two. Um, so Keith said it's the fire starter from the prodigy, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> and that is, I, I tell you, all that takes that takes a lot of an imagination or oh. or a good session to actually see Liam and that light. Like, I thought this. I thought this was the winner of the um, bizarre lookalike situation for Liam, though. Yes. Um, 
another potential lookalike Minecraft character. So if any of your kids have got computers and are on Minecraft, that is uh, one of the Minecraft characters, of course. So Wayne, excellent effort that made. And uh, as I say, it takes an, an amazing amount of imagination to come up with anything like that. Um, I thought this one from Wayne again was great. Oh. Uh, we've had it. We have had a three-way before, and I think it involved Colaccini, and that's not a three-way. That's a three-way lookalike, by the way. Crystal, um, maybe, man. I know exactly. Um, and this is the way Friday Night Show goes. And then Shawnee Toon Boy come up with this one. Steve Asty has actually been compared to a man, another, not a woman. Which, oh, hey. Well, I think that's pretty, again, that's pretty good. There's, there's so many. I told you that we could do a whole show on these. Oh. Richard Masters or Richard Vasters, whoever you want to say. Uh, uh, this is pretty good. Masters and Rugo Nass, i.e. Uh, Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars, which I thought was topical, uh, especially with Harrison Ford getting followed around the town by people like me. And um, then we have these uh, from Jacob. Uh, we had the Richard May one, of course, but this one was uh, George, uh, obviously Mitch and Mark Benton, the famous actor from uh, Middlesbrough Way, uh, which again, fairly good. That's not a bad comparison. I bet you wish he had his bank balance, uh, Mitch. Aye, I love his bank balance, sorry. This came in second. I thought this was brilliant from Tony. Uh, Adam Copeland from a terrible film I just watched, Money Plane. Uh, and WWE fighter called Edge and Andy Carroll in 10 years' time. I see that. Huh? Looks very, very yeah. like him. Very yeah. like him. Yeah. So that was that was good. My winner is a bit bizarre. Now, you'll have to have watched a programme about prison this week with Sean Bean and yeah. uh, Stephen yeah. Graham called Time, which was brilliant. Yeah, If you haven't watched it, get yourself onto BBC iPlayer and watch it. I thought this was brilliant. Johnny said, honestly thought someone had just mocked up a picture of Richard Masters being jailed at first glance. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant that that really it does good. look like Richard Masters getting put in a prison cell. Could that be a prediction? Um, honestly, anyone, lads and lasses, thank you so much for sending all I mean. Please keep on with them because honestly, I think that's my, it is, it's something we started. It is, uh, it's definitely one of my favourite sections and uh, that has been your tune lookalike. As you all know, we all have some very, very special uh, uh, people who watch the show, lots of people who contribute, uh, a lot of you contribute in the chat. Uh, it's happy birthday to Geordie Girl on Twitter. Um, it was her birthday today, I believe, um, and uh, she put that, lovely, put that lovely photo up of her and her daughter, and uh, we just want to say happy birthday. I hope you had a great day. Thanks for all your support uh, over the last uh, 12 uh, months. And uh, thank you for being a big part of the NUFC Matters family. So I hope you have a, a wonderful day. Uh, as you know, uh, we're giving away some NUFC Matters goodies as well, uh, courtesy of qtechshop.co.uk. Uh, so I'll choose this moment while we've got 900 watching uh, to say uh, thank you to Spider VPN. Uh, for all your internet security, Google Spider VPN, and they are at the top of the search list. They can protect your passwords, all your uh, internet stuff. Uh, get yourself onto the lads and lasses there, and they will help you out. Big shout out to Scott at skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay as you go. Waste collection. And there is Sir Bobby, who's added me on Facebook today. Uh, so he's now got his own Facebook account, but uh, great, great guy, Sir Bobby. 
big thanks to Scott and uh, everybody down at uh, Skips and Bins for their sponsorship. As I've already said, qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables and walls in Newcastle. Thank you for your ongoing support and uh, your work on the website and to Jab Signature as well, who creates all of our flyers. If you want a cult t-shirt, they are still selling fast. Get yourself onto the cult website, nufcmatters.com, and uh, you can pick up mugs, t-shirts, and other merch on there. So, last week, this was your clue uh, to win some NUFC Matters merch, some hoodies, some T-shirts and some cups and some other goodies. Uh, Super Mac was your clue last week. So this week's clue, uh, you need to make sure you write it down and keep it for the rest of the month, is A. Bruce. Picture of St. James's Park, rather colourful nighttime shot. And uh, the words A. Bruce. So there you go. That's your second clue. Write it down. Keep it. Uh, and at the end of the month, we will have well another question next week, another one at the end of the month, and you will be able to uh, be able to put yourself in the into the into the mix for for winning that prize. Okay, let me try and get back to some of the uh, let's get back to some of the the, the questions that we've got. Um, ah, Chris Collins, one of our former sponsors, actually from the kitchens. I see I, I seen him in the street. I seen one massive cult on Northumberland Street the other day, proudly sporting the cult T-shirt. Yeah, that was me, Chris. Thanks for saying that. I bumped into Chris on the street uh, in Northumberland Street. It was good to see you. Jimmy says, uh, "Keep up the good work and tell me if anything's going on with the takeover." You'll have to rewind, mate. Watch the start of the uh, watch the start of the show. We went through it at the start. Gary says, um, "Hi lads, but you never dreamt of the chat, crack, and friendships created by the shows throughout the weeks and." Months. Top class on the panel and the people taking part in the uh, chat yeah. as well. Martin also says, Evening lads, just a quick thanks for your support for me and my family after my dad's passing. Very much appreciated. Yes, Martin. Thoughts with you, mate. Hope you're okay and uh, love to your family as well. Hope they're all right. Kieran says, Keith, without you, we would not have got this far at all. I just want to say a big thank you from an Irish Newcastle fan. Uh, you're a legend. He says, quick, quick question to you, Keith. Well, we'll go around the panel with this one because the questions have started to quieten down. Who has been your favourite ever Irish team player? Mine is dead easy. It's John Anderson. Um, Mine, what, about, what about what about David you, Keith? David, David McCreary. Okay. Steve? Uh, oh, you know what? I'm go I'll go Liam O'Brien then. I, I would want to say either of those two, So, but I'm going to have to... Have, I, you've nabbed them. Great guys. You know, but I'll go Liam O'Brien. Okay, Mitch. <clears throat> no, I've, got, I've, got, I've got to see Ando as well, because next time I see him in Newcastle, he'll probably kick his black and blue. <laughs> he, he kicked us black and blue a couple of weeks ago, so that's hey, why I... Do you know, <laughs> there was one night when we did a road show with NOST with him. I think it was in Wickham. Some, I think it was in Wickham. And he spent the night sitting next to us cracking jokes and digging us in the leg. By the end of the night, I had a dead leg, yes. and it was just and it wasn't wasn't like he was going at it. It was just playful digs now and again. And I'm thinking, Christ, what what would it have been like to go into a tackle with you? I'll, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. But what was really funny about Andrew? We did it. We did another road show once, and we told him that it was at a at a cricket club in Northumberland, and he went, "Oh, I don't know where it is. Will you come and pick us up?" So I went, "Yeah, yeah." So went and picked them up. Took them to the cricket club, uh, the sorry golf club. Took them to the golf club where it was on. Walked in. His name was on the bloody wall. He was only a member of the place. He'd flammed us to get a lift for now. Get a lift. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. We've got uh, George Hayes. Uh, George, honestly, you're, you are a legend, mate. Um, he's bid £100 for the T-shirt, and he's already paid the money in the food bank. And he doesn't... Really? And, wow. and he said... This is this is this is a, a genuine genuine guy. Um, thank you so much for doing that, George. Um, anybody anybody who bids for the uh, shirt will still will obviously still be in with a chance. He says, uh, you know, whoever bids for the shirt uh, can get the second. You know, can get this. You know, if this if you bid eighty pound, you're still gonna you're still gonna get it. But just just bid for the shirt, please, guys. George is George is buying it week in week Brilliant. out, and it's, it's a lovely do it's a lovely donation. Thank yeah. you so much, Fantastic. George. What a guy! What a guy. yes. Thank you. Um, Keith, let's talk about Andy Carroll, uh, Lee Ryder story this week, saying that he should be, he could be getting a new contract. Um, he's going, are we on Newcastle mad? I mean, what are they thinking of giving Andy Carroll a new contract? Is that something you would, you would say is a great idea, or would, would you know, you're scratching your head like most people? Uh, it's what you, it's what you're supposed to say on the show, really. Yeah, I've heard the reason he's getting the contract is more to do with his father-in-law. Um, is 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 um, I know people. Big West Ham lads who were uh, connected with people in that neck of the woods in Essex, and his father-in-law does a lot of property deals, and that there's supposed to be some deals there that's getting rid of the year's contract. You hear that, and you don't really want to believe it. I've been one of the big campaigners for him to play this year because I still believe that if he'd been on that pitch, uh, prior to Graham Jones coming, that he would have put more effort into scoring goals than. Dwight Gale or Joe Linton. So for me, um, you know, they played the lad for two minutes over four games. And I just thought it was an insult. Um, I've heard from people that's connected that he's begged to play and he's asked to play. And I don't believe, you know, honestly, I think if you give me the shirt, you know what I mean? Twice his age, but I'd still absolutely go in two-footed and, and, and cause mayhem. And I'd still believe Andy Carroll at his age and stature would still have given us more at that time. However, come to the present day and the talk about people that's going to sign and people that's not going to sign, you know, I want to see some younger people come. I want, I want us to look at Callum Wilson as being, you know, a mature player, um, nearer the 30 age rather than the kind of people coming through. And, and whilst I don't get massively excited about like the Ivan Tonys and people like that, um, I just think I'd like to bring a foreign player in or bring somebody from the continent or bring a Scandinavian in or somebody, you know, that, 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 that's getting goals week in, week out, that, that's got the build and the power to start putting balls in because, you know, I'm sorry, but, but I, I agreed with Dwight Gill getting a contract because he will sign for a championship club for typically seven or eight million, so there was a no-brainer giving him it. But if we start next season with people with the lack of hunger and the lack of desire and the ability to stick your head in where it hurts that, that he showed, I, I, I don't know, I, I fear next year. If, 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 if my good feeling is, is things will happen before then and things will break up before then and it'll be, there'll be no Andy Carrolls, there'll be no Dwight Gales, there'll be no Joe Lintons. That's what I believe. Um, but, but, um, I like Andy Carroll and I was pleased to see him come back but I think my ambitions and my hopes for next season is for players beyond them Steve I was amazed how many games he was actually available for I was also amazed at how many games he played now 
I can't recall him playing them games. I, I, I don't know yeah. whether I had a mental block, but when I read that he had played in 23 games last season or appeared in 23 games, I don't know how many of them. The, the, the Chronicle didn't put out how many started. It must have been in single figures. Um, but I was gobsmacked. And then when I said he was available for 35 out of 38 games or something ridiculous like that, um, why? My, my point is, why would Steve Bruce want to, to give Andy Carroll another year's contract when he never used him? And I and I know that sounds ridiculous when I'm here and when I'm saying that that he played that he played in 23 games. But I don't think I don't think Steve Bruce used him at all. I think he threw him on as a sort of. Um, not even a make way. He threw him on as a, as a as a sort of last resort. He was he was never the first. You know, you you were one nil down after sixty minutes. Right, bring Carroll on. He'll sort them out for half an hour. He always seemed to be the like the last resort, the the, the last throw of the dice, um, or to show something up when we were hanging on at one nil. That type of thing. That's the that's that's my memory of of the season in terms of Andy Carroll. So I, I don't I don't understand why. Why Bruce as a manager would be wanting to do that, wanting to give him another year's contract? Um, I understand why why he was on the on the list and of of non-retained players because they haven't they haven't agreed anything yet. He, he's still on the books till the end of June. You know, if somebody put out the, the 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 Premier League put out a list of retained players, but that was in advance of of, of the end of people's contracts. Um, and who's who's to say that things won't change be, between now and the time when the when the guys actually you know no longer getting paid? But um, I, I expect better. I, I'm like Keith. I'm I'm expecting better. I'm expecting um, somebody who can actually put the ball in the net. And at the end of the day, Andy Carroll hasn't scored a goal for two years. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, Mitch, isn't it? You know, he was brought in to score. I mean, I always say he was brought in. He was brought in as a publicity stunt. Um, you know, had we signed him, had we not had him and signed him 10 years ago, I agree, he was brought in to score goals. But no way Andy Carroll was ever going to, you know, hit the ground running. He was brought in as a publicity stunt to appease the fans for me. In in essence, I would like us to be signing players on the way up, not ones on the way down. Ah, it's wise. Yeah. And, and 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 that that worries me. Um, I mean, you keep players on and you keep players in the squad for different reasons. Look at the look at the stick that Southgate's got for taking Jordan Anderson, even though he may not be fully fit. It's quite clear with the group of players he's picked and a lot of young players. They obviously look up to Henderson, and they want Henderson around the dressing room. They want Henderson as part of the group to use a a popular football phrase these days. Um. And if you're looking at how somebody contributes to the dressing room and the group in that way, um, you might want somebody around. It's certain that Carol is part of the, if you look at some of the stuff that's come out on social media over the last season, Carol's definitely part of the group with Richie and Wilson and Fraser. And, and there's a core there that we know um, from what we've been told from coming with inside the dressing room, that at times the dressing room's had a divide. Yeah, and the divide divide seems to seems to revolve around Shelby and how Shelby's treated by everybody else, and and it's most certain that Richie is not part of that Shelby camp from you know things you hear. So is keeping Carol around part of keeping certain people happy at the club that you have got plans for? Um, in essence, in a Premier League squad, you could potentially carry one piece of dead wood 
but we've got more pieces of dead wood. We need to be clearing out and we need to be bringing in young players who, where Keith rightly says, who are hungry, who they want it and they want to make their name for it and they're on the way up, not levelling out and not on the way down. I that's, what I would rather, that's what I would rather see with Sain. It's interesting what you say there about about the about Henderson, because in the it's a, like a, a it's like a complete turnaround to what happened to Gaza in '98, yes. isn't it? Huddle, where Huddle decided that he would be he would be wrong for the younger players that yes. he had within his squad. So Huddle decided it and, and and decided not to pick him. Obviously, there was an awful lot of other traffic hanging around. Yeah. What a huddle at their gas going at the time, but th there is there's always a strength of feeling that you you take a you take a, a proper pro in the England squad like like Henderson and and he can it, it providing he's fit he, he can he can he can mm. certainly play a part but yeah it, it's that dichotomy that a manager has you know what am I doing For, he's looking at the bigger picture he's looking at the 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 squad that he's got, what he wants out of them, but also what he wants to control within on the days when there's games not being played. See, see for for me, you know, you look, you, you, if you had a manager who was looking at things like dynamics in the dressing room, I wouldn't have a problem if somebody came out and said that's the thinking here. I'm just not convinced Bruce looks any further than the dynamics in a chippy on a Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> and and so I think Steve summed it up when he said it was a publicity stunt. The yeah. one thing when Newcastle United aren't very good at is with publicity and and getting it right. When they do, you know, <laughs> the, the basic, the communication and their 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 idea of what's right and their idea of what we want and what we really want is is it has over the last two three years has been totally different. They might have a perception that we thought that Andy Carroll would be the best thing since sliced bread, but that was based on some sort of historic thing. We had moved on. The club should have moved on, and you would have hoped that the board or the people who make the decisions within the club would have moved on. But instead, they were still stuck back in 2010. You know, that was the mindset. Oh, we'll bring Andy Carroll back. He cost 35 million, but we're going to get him back for now. And you're thinking, what the hell is that all about? Because that's what went through my mind at the time. And when Steve says, oh, publicity stunt, I honestly think they genuinely thought that that's that's what we wanted. We wanted to have Andy Carroll back because of what he was like in two thousand and ten. I well, yeah. that was it. Yeah, I mean, and you remember I had a frank exchange of views with Andy. I mean, me and him were pals for years. And when he came up, I looked after him. I did security for him in town yeah. when I was working the doors. And you know, the, I got I got embroiled in the middle of the whole. Um, you know, move to Liverpool, exchanging texts, etc. And, you know, he asked me to put them out there because he wanted us to make sure the fans knew that he didn't ask for a transfer. It was dropped upon him on transfer deadline day. But, you know, we had a frank exchange of views. I'd like to think we're still mates. I don't keep in touch with him on a regular basis. We both still follow each other on social media. But, you know, it was a frank exchange of views between me. And um, I, I have a feeling, you know, my, my exchange of views was about the owner and about the manager at the time. And he was, he's obviously, you know, he signed a contract. He's going to stick up for them. But I was, I was disappointed, I, I, you know. Um, but my, he didn't like the fact that I called him a publicity, publicity stunt, which I understand that, you know what I mean? I understand that. And, it, you know, he's one of the players who possibly watches this show. And, um, you know, I, I've got no hard feelings against Andy. I, I, you know, I loved him as a player the first time round. I just, just thought it was the wrong, wrong, wrong signing at the wrong time. But it, it's all part of this whole Ashley ownership. You know what I mean? I and, uh, it's the circus, isn't it, Steve? It's the yeah. circus. 
that spins around football. And Andy's a professional, so Andy will know exactly what we're getting at in the fact that I'd have loved to see an Andy Carroll that was the mm. Andy Carroll in 2010, 2011, coming back to Newcastle. But it wasn't the same Andy Carroll because he was older, because he'd had a number of injuries, and, yeah. and the game had moved on. And it, let's, you know, when he when he did play, he put he put himself about. He, he, of course. But unfortunately, we didn't get the goals from. That's what. That's all that's missing from Andy's resume under Newcastle United. If he's got the, if he's got the attendances, he's got the, he's, he's you know, he, he is, he's got the appearances in, but he hasn't got the goals, and that, that's it's, what Andy needs to stand up and understand. That's all. It's interesting what Jeff says, like a player version of the St James's oh. Park eight stunt. Well, listen, we are going to be doing a very, <laughs> where me, Keith, uh, Steve, uh, Mitch, and one or two other guests are going to be recording. We're, we've already recorded the first one. We're not going to give it away. I don't want anybody stealing our thunder. Uh, not that they could anyway, because they haven't been ringside like we have. But we're recording some special programmes to go out over the summer. And I think you're going to really enjoy these. And if last night's pre-record was anything to go by, you are going to love these. It's going to blow away for you with the myths. Um, and let's just say the St. James's Park gate stunt will get a mention. So I'll leave you with that thought. I'll keep you hanging on tenter hoops um, and you can have a look at that. I'm going oh. to do one of our regular features now because we've got another guest to bring in and I don't want to miss uh, out anything because I know I know what people are like. They'll go, oh, you didn't do that. So uh, <laughs> sorry to sorry to stop me in mid-flow, Mitch, but I've, I've got it. I've got to get there. I've got oh, to get man. these. I've got to get these things in because if I don't, as I say, we'll get done. And <laughs> Okay, Twitter of the week, Steve Hasty and I uh, tend to compile quite a lot of these uh, as well. Not as many as the lookalikes, but there's been a there's been a lot of these. So so I've got some that Steve's got, some that I've had. I'll start off with uh, with with this one, Griezmann's Instagram, Steve, which was yeah. uh, catch catch and put that out. And the reason, but because Mbappe is now holding up a Newcastle shirt, is uh, is obviously because. We saw this, didn't we? Gary Webster, my pal from Minder, um, he sent he sent me this over <laughs> to say that Anton Griezmann reveals that he's just won the Premier League and Champions League with Newcastle United on Football Manager. Yes, and and he and he, and he played when he played Mbappe, and he you told him he had won five times. What a, what a great bloke he is, mind. Uh, not not Griezmann, but Gary Webster. I like Gary. I like everything he's in. I think he, I think he's a. He, I watched his podcast, Stephen. What a what a what a really really uh, decent lad he is. I'm, I've got to say, but I thought that was great that Gary would send you that, and you know. Imagine why did why did Griezmann choose Newcastle United? I've got no idea. It's a strange one. Maybe he's, he's, he, he was playing as Newcastle United manager um, earlier this year on social media as well. It's not the first time it's come out on social media. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he, he looked through the Premier League and said, "Who's the manager with the worst record? I'm going to give myself the biggest challenge." <laughs> the the <laughs> thing is, he's, 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 he's the right age to have been exposed to a lot of the French players we were signing. True, mm -hmm. true. In the 90s. And yeah. and don't underestimate the impact of something like that that has on yeah. somebody somebody who might be a supporter of a French provincial team. Yeah. Because when, when my mum and dad have got friends who live just outside of Guingamp, yeah. um, and their most famous product is Didier Drogba. And yes. everybody yeah. in that region loves Drogba. You, you, you know, there's still a, a, a mural of him on the side of the ground, you know. Yeah. Um, so it'd be it'd be something like that. It's got to be. 
Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Okay, next one was a, was a reply to a tweet that Ben Jacobs put out um, yeah. about uh, having a great day out with his dog and Spenny uh, having to get a, a witty reply in at the bottom there. He said, is that your Premier League source, mate? <laughs> I'll tell you what. It could be an old He's doing well at the minute. Good to know he's he's, he's well ahead. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. pleased, but yeah, yeah that, that he's got a great great sense of humour. I thought that was sharp <laughs> and that was quick. Well Spenny, done, Spenny. This was, this was one you sent me quite early on in the week, uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah that, that one there. Uh, uh, is this the tank that the Premier League have come back at Newcastle and Cokey is tanky swimming in style? And there's a there's a bloke in a blow up tank. On his swim pool. Is that your swim pool, Mitch? Is that your is that your outdoor pool? Because you're bound to have one, aren't you? Now, me, me, you no one? matter what you tell, we, we know you've got an outdoor pool, how are you? Which one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the one in the back garden or the one in the front is, garden. I was going to say, is it the one, is it one on the roof or the one around the corner? Uh, we've got, I, I'm going to put this one in. Uh, Kieran was asking in the chat about Rafa and whether he's yeah. going to Everton. Well, look, he's getting ready for the summer. He's just, he's, he's chilling out. He's saying, here I am at home in Liverpool, enjoying the good weather in England for as long as it lasts. Hopefully, you have a lovely summer. Yes, we will have a lovely summer, but no, you won't go to Everton. No. Rest assured. That's why I put my tweet out this week. Have yeah. faith. He isn't going to, he hasn't he isn't going there. As I said earlier, he's waiting for a much bigger job and a much bigger club. And uh, Everton don't come into that category. Okay, uh, Steve, you sent us this one. Yes, Quality. this one. Uh, Major meeting taking place in France as we speak regarding the NUFC takeover. All parties have travelled to Nice this afternoon, including Ashley, Stavely and Room Brothers. Piff are also present. Things are moving fast and there's a zebra and there's a Saudi flag. And there's a picture of Mike in his black and white tie and he's wandering around the, 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 what looks like storerooms of Sports Direct. Brilliant. Yeah. And then the response was proof. Or you're a liar. And I thought, but hey, now like getting straight to the point, lad. <laughs> Did he delete his account after that? I think he might have, he might have but hey, you know, this is what well, this is what's happening, isn't it? People put stuff out and then straight away we've got you we've got to that fans are just going, Well, prove it. How where are you getting that from it? And that's 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 the nature. Now this one, this one caused this uh, obviously that's it's brilliant. a video. We can't brilliant. show the video, but this was Alan. Uh, does Steve Wraith and NUSC 1892, which obviously Keith knows something about the takeover? We don't. And he's asking me and he's asking Jordy Dentist, what do us guys think? And there was this fantastic video of two guys. Obviously, they're just just because they're, they're they've got bold. shaven heads. That's bold. that's they're bold. They're bold. It's a mean Hey, what moves? I mean, if you I tell you what, if you two guys can move like those two guys, yeah. then Fair this enough. Take, if this takeover goes through, if this takeover goes through, I'll do the one in the lime green shirt. And I'll do it on the Milburn stand roof. Yes, and I'll, and I'll, be <laughs> I'll hold you to be, that. I'll hold you to that. I'll be better than him. I'm telling you. I promise you. There are some. I'm going to get you all to follow this Twitter account as well. Uh, give Give Albert a follow. He's he's often uh, often making them um, reface app videos, oh, and he, he chose yeah. me. He chose me this week. Um, so f just give him a follow, Albert M. Seven four four one three nine five two. Give them a follow and watch these videos because the pictures, the pictures don't do them justice. So Stevie yeah. Wraith, 
the king of Twitter, tut tut to any doubters, was his first. He then had this one of the Western on the lookout for trolls and Dunstan, go get them, Stevie. And then uh, he had this one. Steve, this was the Bruce Lee one, which is brilliant, yeah. uh, in full troll attack mode. Uh, go and give him a follow, as I say, Albert M, 744-13952. Uh, they are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, they had to fit into, uh, in, into the tweet of the week this week. Uh, okay, we're down to the final two. Here yeah. is the uh, second place. This one was no, from the Southern Geordie. was brilliant, wasn't it? The Southern Geordie. Steve, Geordie Dentist, Steve Hasty, Keith, Liam, trying to convince Wilfred to join the Black and White Army. And there's Wilfred Sahar. Uh, imagine him and Alan Feeden Wilson. And then you've got you've got poor poor sudden Jordy with his thumb up there and he's smiling and happy and Wilfred Sahar is looking like <laughs> what the hell what the last I'm going to turn up poor lad but you know what hey great hey great that, that that he managed to to meet up with him and and at least put the word in photograph taken with him you know okay this is my winner this week Nicola Wintrip now uh, she's been a she's well, been a mag for years um yes. and uh she she goes home and away uh, she's a top lass yeah uh, proud is. to be a Jordy on Twitter she wins Twitter of the week she does this is great there's a picture of a of a house it looks like uh a paddling pool outside on the garden it looks like Mike Ashley is maximizing Steve's Bruce transfer kitty by hiring out the club's padding pool stroke ice bath and there it is. It looks like Jesmond. I'm sure it is Jesmond, actually, because I think that's probably where she she, she hangs around. Because I know she drinks in the in the punch bowl. Um, I've, but uh, brilliant. Well done, Nicola. Um, and yeah. uh, I think everybody who travels home and away or just travels away or whatever uh, will be looking forward, like Nicola, to to hopefully at the start of the season we're getting back into uh, into some travelling mode and, and and visiting some grounds that's again. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Big shout out to uh, South Shields Mag, um, who's bought his T-shirt. He says, who's getting under the skin of the EPL? I'm enjoying every minute of it. I stumbled across some guy called Steve Rate while working, and the impression Steve left, along with the other two amigos, obviously at the time, Steve and Mitch, uh, was infectious. The podcast had ended, but I needed more. Um, and he just says thanks to Keith as well at the end. Big thank you to you and to Ronnie, who bought his NCSL Cup. And, of course, to Kenneth as well, who got his NCSL T-shirt. So keep your tweets coming in. Uh, tweets of the week are just as important Ooh. as your lookalikes. And uh, just thanks for all your support, guys, because it, it completely outweighs Great. all the negativity Great. that gets thrown our way as well. But uh, well done, Nicola. Uh, you're the winner this week of our uh, Tweet of the Week. Half an hour to go, and uh, we've got another guest, and this is a guy who uh, contacted me, and I know he contacted quite a few other people in the fan base and other podcasts, etc., um, to about a particular thing that he wanted to bring up with us. Uh, so I'm going to welcome on Tim Clark. How are you, Tim? I'm very well, Stephen. Yourself? Yeah, good to see you. Tim is from, as you can see, the Liam Shepherd Foundation. So, uh, Tim, just uh, let us know what the, the Liam Shepherd Foundation is. Yeah, first of, first of all, I just want to say on behalf of all the fans, it's been great listening to you guys for the last 12 months and helping us kind of go through everything um, wow. NUFC takeover related. So uh, thanks for everything for that. Um, thanks, mate. Very kind. So tonight I just want to discuss with you um, an auction page that I've set up on Facebook um, in memory of a academy player down here in Western Supermare um, who he sadly passed away at the age of 11 in his sleep. So like any 11-year-old, 
Sport was a massive part of Liam's life. He followed Manchester City, but every time I saw him at Western Football Club, he'd always ask when Newcastle were in the league. And I know for a fact that when we played City and lost 4-3, he would have talked about that game for ages. He also supported lots of rugby teams, but Bristol Bears was his main main team that he followed. He was a constant face, like I said, when I came to do the announcing. And he was always telling me about how he was getting on with his rugby and his football because he was so into it. But he also talked talk to me about his charities. Now, this lad did so much for others. He, he baked cakes on the, NH, for, on the NHS for his birthday, the police, and more importantly, he did a lot for charities. A big testament of Liam's charities goes to Liam's mum, which is Kim, who raised Liam on his own, on her own, sorry, whilst going to university to get a teaching degree so that Liam could have a better life. Keith did mention last week that sadly Liam's diet did pass away three years, three years ago due to suicide. But Liam has always been about helping those that are less fortunate than him. His last act of kindness was doing a raffle for a company called Winston's Wish, which is a charity that specializes in supporting children and young people after the death of a sibling or a parent. The goal that Liam was aiming for was 150 pound and he ended up raising 2000 pound. But sadly, he never got to see how well he did. So the reason I've come on today is to ask and plead um, as a, a fellow Newcastle fan is if you've got any sport memorabilia, whether it be Newcastle, Middlesbrough, even Sunderland, any donations, as long as it's signed, that's all we ask for. I've contacted all the teams across the country from League Two up to the Scottish Premier League. I've had three responses from the Premier League teams. Fulham, Sheffield and Spurs were the only teams that took part. So if you have anything, that would be great. What I'd also like you to do is go onto Facebook and like the Liam Shepherd Sports Memorabilia page, where you can see what kind of items we've got on at the moment. Um, we have issued a competition where you can actually win four tickets for this fantastic piece of art. I don't know if you can see that. It's a signed print by Gaza with a certificate of authenticity. And to enter the draw, all you have to do is sing the John Barnes rap from World in Motion. So hopefully I'll see Steve on there and Keith as well. But if you'd like to donate to that um, draw as well, you can go on um, to the page and pay £5 for one entry, or if you've got a little bit more, £15 for four entries. Then on the 4th of July, we will be holding a celebrity soccer match down at Western Supermare AFC. Um, and during the halftime break, all of the names, all of the entries will be going into a tombola. So if you've entered four times, your name will be in that tombola for four times. During the halftime, we will do the draw. And if you're lucky enough to win, congratulations, you have won the Gaza signed print. The only thing you may need to pay extra is the postage. So finally, football has always been like a family. It's hard to forgive when they do something wrong, but you will. When they do something right, it's a joy that everyone can feel and it can be felt across a town, a city, a country and even the world. As I've mentioned, Liam was always about helping the other people. So don't have a moan at Steve, don't have a moan at Keith if they're just giving an opinion. That's all they are, giving an opinion. When I first started following Steve on Twitter, I saw a lot of trolls torment Steve on, on Twitter, along with Keith recently, Kendall and Sav. They're people at the end of the day. Show kindness, be united, be a football family, and be kind, be Liam. Thank you. 
Lovely, mate. Um, listen, it's a, it's a tragic story, but out of every tragic story comes, you know, something positive. And what you're doing is is a massive positive. And, um, you know, we've already had John Payne there say that uh, he's going to drop in a, a signed shirt by Gaza and Peter Beardsley to Keith uh, for your for your raffle and, and auction. You. And I'm sure that we will get um, many, many more uh, donations from, from people. I know from NUFC matters, we'll certainly donate some some uh, stuff uh, over to you, which is which is no problem at all. I mean, is there a, a place where I've people can it. find you other than the Facebook page? So you can find me on Twitter at Tim underscore JC. Um, that's probably the main thing. Um, but like I said, you know, Facebook page is the one where people are going on at the moment. Um, I had a lovely message from Gemma Bissix, who people might remember as Claire from EastEnders and Hollyoaks, um, who obviously did a shout out kind of get people aware of this cause because I, I Liam was such a generous lad I don't want it just to be in Western I want it to be national I want it to be global because I don't know if anyone's seen the film pay it forward just an act of kindness can go a long long way um, we had a lady down here in Western Supermare who overheard a 70 80 year old man who couldn't buy some salmon so she went and bought it for him and said this is in memory of Liam and you know it's just something like that that goes a long way there's, there's too much hate in the world, and it's just Liam was all about helping people. Tim, I'm, in touch with, Tim I'm in touch with you at the moment, so we've kept in touch. And uh, I've got John Payne coming down to see us. He's going to bring us that signed shirt, and I've got a signed, I've got a signed uh, Shearer print, which I'll put in a roll tube and send it down to you as well. So, Brilliant. you know, I'll send you the shirt and that. And if, if there's anybody else who's got anything else, please get in touch because you know when you, when you go in touch with me, if there you go in touch with us. You know, I was broken when I read about it, and and yeah. it, you know, it's uncanny what you've done. And you know, he's if if he's lost his dad three years before he died, and then he's doing charity and he's done this. Like it, it, it I kind of stop and think what it must be like for his mum to wake up one morning and have eleven year old lay dead in bed, and and what you're doing is amazing. And I hope everybody can just go out the way and donate and try and buy tickets and try and make that kid's life have some substance after he's gone. Yeah, yeah everybody, I mean, get to, everybody get onto the Facebook page. Dave Avery's just offered a, a, a ball signed by uh, the players during Sir Bobby's reign. So if you want it, anybody wants to make donations, don't come to us direct. Go to the Facebook page um, and and contact him there. He is also on LinkedIn. Tim Clark is on LinkedIn. Um, he, he says he doesn't have Facebook, Ron Bennett. Is there any way we can support? Uh, you know, maybe he's via a GoFund page. Yep. So what I will do is I will send the link to Steve now, which he will hopefully put in the chat which has yeah. got the GoFundMe page on there um it does say a, a raise to 500 pound but i want it to go more i know we had about 900 viewers earlier so if you all donate five pound that's a lot of money to keep a little boy's legacy going yeah yeah if you want to ping that over to me on linkedin i'll get that up before the end of the show and, and give it a bit of a plug mate but yeah. um you know crack, crack and, crack. yeah go on steve this is the ball that we we offered as a as a prize a couple of weeks ago that nobody bid for. This is a ball that was signed by Rafa and the rest of the squad in the promotion season. So we'll, I'll I'll get your address and I'll pop that in. Uh, Great, thanks, Steve. And send that down to you. Um, I'll get the address off Steve or Keith. Or, or I'll try and I'll try and work out how to work Facebook and find it for you. But we'll pop that in the post as I've well. Uh, that's just an, another little thing. It's an ball. It, uh, 
and it's as I say, it's it's autographed by all of the squad from that particular 2016-17 season. So uh, more than happy to do that as a as a sign of of our sort of respect to uh, to, to the young lad and and in particular to his mum because I think that's. That's the way it has to be. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite hard to to speak to Liam's mum. Um, I, I try and keep in touch with her daily because I I've got two boys and I can't even imagine the pain she's going through. Um, no. She she told me a couple of weeks ago that she she literally woke up in the morning and just went, Liam, breakfast ready. Yeah. How'd you get over that? You can't. Exactly, and I mean that must be it. Must be so difficult for the poor poor lass and. Probably, <laughs> Lose a son, as, as Keith says, in, in such tragic circumstances. Um, and uh, what we need to do is to make sure that she understands that the that the legacy of, of her young lad will live on. And, you know, what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm sure she appreciates it. But more importantly, we're supportive of her. I think you know, if we can support her in any way we can, just by doing little things like this to keep her son's name um relevant and 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 up there because he sounds like a fantastic little lad he sounds as sounds as though he did some amazing things and the least we can do is is carry on supporting the the, the cases and the and the causes that he was obviously so devoted to absolutely thank you guys yeah tim listen thank you so much for coming on the link for the gofundme page is now on the uh, chat it's in the youtube chat so if you want to make a, a financial donation uh please do just click the link and go straight to the gofundme page and you can do that and uh, please join the facebook page as tim says and uh, anything you want to donate um then you know please do if you've got anything signed in the loft which is just gathering dust get it down to tim that will be fantastic and uh, tim uh, keep us updated uh, if you need to come back on and plug the football match or anything once we get uh, once we get a bit closer to that time then feel free to drop us a message on uh, linkedin and we'll get you back on but for now tim thanks very much for coming on and sharing the story cheers steve cheers guys thank you cheers great to have tim on fantastic that's and great gesture uh, from from everybody in the chat as well as steve of course thank you for uh, for donating that made absolutely brilliant okay uh let us finish off uh with uh, a couple of other regular slots and uh, as always it's I knew you'd like actually uh, twice you've had that today. So uh, two two cats uh, for you. Um, very little this week. Got to be honest. Is this crawl of the week working? Is this is this frightening people? Um, I had one right at the start of the week, but because we ended up uh, making up, I decided not to include them. So for the second week running, it is down the pub. Uh, <laughs> so when I announced I was doing a show with Holly, went. Fucking hell, man, Steve Wraith. How many podcasts do you want to do? Is that all you can do, like? Along with your shit books about shit North wannabe gangsters. <laughs> that cup down. You're on a hat-trick. You're actually on a hat-trick. Two in a row. Well done. I hope you're building up a few followers. Anyway, that is our Troll of the Week this week. Regular, you're helping his constipation, Steve. Anyway, I clearly um, am, yeah. But I hope you watch. I bet he watched the show. Um, anyway, I'm just, I'm just re really disappointed at the lack of baldy nuns tweets these days. It's terrible, isn't it? Really? Uh, no, they're dying yeah. off. They're dying <laughs> off. I don't think they like being named and shamed on Twitter. That's the problem. But uh, yes, anyway, most of you who are regular viewers know what my favourite segment is, and it's really just because of the theme tune. Yeah. 
Love that man. Um, yes, you would the dogs, wouldn't you, Steve? If if you were around in '71 when Get Carter was on, you would have you would have been down the dogs, wanting to be that man. That would have been your dream to play the TikTok man in 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 Get Carter. Well, wait, no, to be honest, it, it, with the current with the current social media with the current YouTube attacks going on against me by a, a certain pirate, uh, I think I'd be walking out my house with a shotgun stark naked. Uh, to be honest. But uh, anyway, Joe Walker, thank you once again for uh, sending me contributions uh, for this particular section. One day we'll, we'll unmask Joe Walker. He will have to come on and do this. But he says, hi, mate. Sorry I'm late. Usual Friday work chaos. Anyway, he says, evening all. I hope you're well and Mitch has managed to keep the boys away for a change. I have been in therapy since last week when he stood up unexpectedly. Uh, the Euros are here. 12 months late, but better late than never. There are many games to come and hopefully lots of profit to be had. He went this weekend. We look forward to Italy versus Turkey, Wales versus Switzerland, Denmark versus Finland, and the well-fancied Belgium versus Russia on Saturday, and England versus Croatia, and Austria versus North Macedonia, and Holland versus Ukraine on Sunday. If we went for an acre of the favourites to win their games this opening weekend, we can get odds of 32 to 1, so that's Italy, the Swiss, Denmark, Belgium, England, Austria and Holland. Not a bad shout to kick us off with. Italy, Belgium, England and Holland all to win is a tasty 5-1. to one. And in terms of England's right-back army, he says England are well fancied at 8-13 to 13, with Croatia at 19-4 to four, and the draw appealing at 11-4. If you fancy goals, 13-10 for over two and a half goals. England 2-0 is 13-2. I think that's what I'll go for. 1-1, uh, 7-1 and 1-0. Croatia 11-1. Just under evens if you fancy Kane to score any time. Rashford and Foden are next at 9-4. Uh, Kramarak, one for me, Stevie. Yes, you're right. I, I hope I got it right. His favourite for Croatia at 3-1. And Luka is really not worth signing if you make. Ashley Modric is 11-2. England to score in both halves looks good at 2-1. And Croatia to win either half 9-4. Cheeky goal scorer, treble, immobile. Uh, ITA, uh, Lukaku and Belgium and K uh, Be Bell and Kane, England to score any time is 7-1. to one. My food bank bet, Mr. Hasty, if anybody wants any prices, stick it in the chat and I'll get it to the ASAP. Please don't chase your losses and howe the Lions. Thanks for that, Joe, and I hope I got that pronunciation right. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, we've got uh, about 12 minutes left. So let's look ahead to the Euros. Kicks off uh, kicks off tonight, lads. Uh, but obviously England don't kick off till a little bit le uh, later. Keith, uh, are you going to be watching it? Is, are you an England fan? Are you, are you bothered? Or are you just Newcastle and uh, leave, the, leave the international stuff alone? No, England fan. Uh, I've been invited uh, on Sunday to go with Mickey Edmondson. Uh, he's doing a, um, a massive, um, what do you call it, uh, outside venue um i think i think it's 
like a thousand people going or something. Um, so he's doing the England game, then he's doing the England Scotland game next week on a, on a stage, like an outside uh, facility. Um, Where's it at? Hardwick Hall, Sedgefield. Um, oh, right, good. John, John Anderson's place. John, John Anderson's place. I and it's supposed to be so. Uh, what I'm hearing is it's supposed to be sold out. But uh, he was telling us tonight before he said 1,200 people going. I think England Scotland game. So I've been asked to go with Mickey and go on the stage. God knows what that that entails. But uh, the good <laughs> thing is Mickey's Mickey's driving down and driving back. So it might be a case of uh, stand on the stage and may, only may be able to drink. But uh, it, it'll not be a quiet moment. But no, I love England. I love watching them. I just. I just can't get the. I, I think what I'm doing is like, you know, I've just watched that bloke on there and I, and I, and I think, and I, I kind of get past that kid, 11 year old. And I, I just think that football, I don't know. You, you, when you watch me mates' kids on Newcastle's books and when I watch kids play, I just wonder if the, the future that's left is a cartel. And I suppose, I suppose I'm uh, losing a bit of love for England I think I think I've I, I go back Euro 96 and I was like buzzing you know what I mean I was buzzing to get on the pub and I just thought that you know the team like I was even screaming for the likes of Sheringham who was a player I've never like followed or fancied but you know him and Shearer when they played like I used to get excited and when it might be because we we're not very good but when Beasley used to play for England I used to get excited I used to get excited watching Lineker do you know what I mean and 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 I don't know. I think we've got some good players, but is it manager? I don't. But I'd love to see England win it. I am English through and through. I'm patriotic. Um, you know, I, like I'm black and white, and I'm I'm England. But I just I'm not. I don't see us getting ahead of Holland, Germany, and Portugal. I just think that they. And 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 if you think about it, that's a brave statement because you're missing out France. Belgium and, and Spain, you know what I mean? Which I think I would say are more fancied, but I just think I just think like Holland, Germany, and and Portugal have things with and, and us. I don't know. Hey, this could be it. I could be proved wrong, but I, I, I don't think they'll pick the best team. You know what I mean? So I want us to win. I want us to win, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. Steve, uh, obviously you're decked out in your England top tonight. Um, feeling confident? Yeah. I don't know whether confidence the word. I'm, I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling excited because we've got we've got something to watch that's not Newcastle. We've got something that's taking the pressure off being a Newcastle fan. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't got any Newcastle players in the in the squad. Um, but that's that's sort of par for the course over the last few years. I look back and and think the sort of '86 and and you know you, you had Beardsley there, obviously. Um, you look back at Chrissy Waddle, you look back at 1990, you had Beardsley and Waddle, you had Gaza, you know, Northeast connections, um, then and, and obviously Newcastle connections. And then after that, yes, it sort of kind of fades away. Then we then obviously we had Shearer and we had David Batty and 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 players like that, Rob Lee. Um so it it's 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 different this year because there's nobody there, there's nobody there. Hasn't there wasn't anyone last time and there's nobody this time, but I think we're there's Graham Jones. Well, yeah, there is, yes. If if but that doesn't really excite us, I must admit. <laughs> I'm not I'm not one of these people that go, oh great, we've got a coach. We've got a coach representing, you know. It's like it's like Middlesbrough fans going on and on about uh, Southgate because he used to play for them and he's now the manager. Just it doesn't wash with us. But uh 
in terms of the fact that we've got football on the TV again, we've got we've got a tournament that we can watch. We can see some foreign players. We can see some some interesting games. I remember going to Euro '96. Um, I remember the games at Newcastle. I remember going to the to to one of the games that that was at the brewery before they built Science City up there. Um, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere. I mean, Paul Tony was working on the. Uh, on the on the whole thing for a couple of years, he was seconded from the post office. So we got we got tickets for events. We got we got we got all the memorabilia he was providing. And he he worked solid for two years beforehand. And people don't realise the amount of work that goes in before a tournament actually starts. You know, this was this was like, you know, he he was he was talking to us every Friday when we went out about about what was going to be happening. And we're two years down the lane. And when the when it all started, and he was right into it, and all of a sudden we got into it as well. He's going, I've been doing this for two years. Like, what about you, lads? You know? And, we're, we're, and of course, you can imagine the sort of crap you got then was, well, where's the tickets then? Oh, yeah, where's the tickets? We want to go into this. We, you know, you Lindisfarne are playing. Where's the tickets? You know, get in for free and all this type of patter, you know, which is just what you do with mates, isn't it? You know? But in terms of this one, I'm, I'm, I'm excited again. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing because... We're gonna we're gonna see some hopefully some decent football. I'm, I'm, I'll just say I'm quietly confident about England, but I think they've they've got a very very difficult thread to go through in terms of the group. If I'm going to talk, I mean Keith rattled off Keith rattled, Keith you rattled off about eight or nine countries there, and you didn't rattle off the country that I'm putting my hat on, which is Italy, because when I look at the draw, and I think they've got they've got a very very good path through. Um, and they've got Mancini as a manager who I rated very, very highly when he was at Man City. They played 32 games under Mancini. He's won 23 of them. They were, they were nothing. They were absolutely, they didn't even qualify for the last World Cup. He's lost two games in all that time. You know, he's had seven draws, 23 wins, and two defeats in 32 games. And they're playing Turkey in the first game. And Turkey have never beaten them. And I think, I, I know they've lost Pellegrini, and, and who was a really, really good midfielder. But I think that, I think that there's something about the Italians that they're, they're one of these, they're one of these teams, if they get off to a good start, I think they could, they could just, they could just side through it without you even noticing it. And before you know it, they're in the semi final. And that's, that's just, that's just typical of the Italian way. You know, they could completely fold, you know, but I don't think, it, it, don't think under Mancini the will because I think he makes them solid. He'll make them very, and he's he's gone back to the defensive mode that that Italians are famous for. And I think that he does have. And you, Steve, you mentioned uh, Immobile there in in the in the betting, and he, and he could put the ball in the back of the net, you know. So I, I, that's this is what's exciting about it, you know. I'm I'm hanging my hat on a country that's not mine. I purposely haven't gone for England because of that, because I'll put the jinx on them. So I've purposely chosen another country to talk about and to and to get people's juices flowing about what international football is. Yeah, okay, mate. Um, I've got my phone's going mental, and it's because people are sending lookalikes in for next week already. <laughs> so, uh, Richard Foster says, uh, "You may not be surprised to learn I'm supporting Germany in the Euros. There's just something about the beautiful language and the wonderful history." Thanks, Richard. Honestly, I'd love to know who you are, mate. But it's uh, always good to have you in the chat. Um, Mitch, England's chances. Then, what's your thoughts? Um, do you know what I like? Is he's got. An interesting mix of youth and experience, and I love talented. He's got talented kids that won't have fear. What's Phil Foden got to fear? What's Mason oh, Mount man. got to fear? 
they've, they've been there, they've done it. They've won stuff. So go and express yourself. Go and do it. And that, that's what excites me about it. Um, he's picked a squad that's versatile. You know, this this thing about four right-backs. Well, he hasn't got four right-backs. He's got four players who can play at right-back, but they're not necessarily all out-and-out right-backs. It depends on what kind of system he's going to play. And I suspect from the squad he's picked, I've, I've got an idea what system he's going to play. But he can mix and match about six different combinations in different positions. Um, so, you know what? I just want to, I want to see them go and have a go. I do this with I do this with every tournament. I want to try and tell myself I'm not going to get excited, and then here I am lashing out on a bloody retro shirt from a shop out here because it was there. And I thought, oh yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm off again, getting excited about it. Um, <laughs> I love I, I, I love football to the core. Anybody who knows you, I've watched two teams of chickens chickens play. I've been up to the border of Rasakema and Oman in a, in a place called Musantam where little club called Alto One play and I'll go and I've been known to go up and watch Alto One play on a regular basis, much to a lot of my family's annoyance. Um because it's just football. And that's actually what I'm really looking forward to seeing some really good football. I think in the teams that are there, there's enough potential to see some fantastic games, a few shocks, um and some genuine um Passionate international football. Well, two people, two people I know well in the squad, and I know them through my connection with Rafa because mm. Rafa's agent looks after mm. Phil Foden and Conor Cody. Um, so I have wished them both all the best from everybody at NUFC Matters. Uh, with both both went over the moon uh, with that um, nice. message. And uh, look, it it's just for me, it's a big you know, it's a big tournament. The Euros, it, it, it's a year late. It's a chance for it's a chance, as you say. Young and old, there's, there's a mix of experience. Southgate's doing it a little bit differently to other managers. You'd expect him to do that. This is a big test. We're coming off the back of a really successful World Cup where we got, you know, we got as far as the semis. Do you know what I mean? We all thought it was coming home, but I think the bonus for us this time is, uh, you know, we're going to be playing on home turf. Um, that could weigh in our favour. It's a big, it's a big game again. The first game is always the biggest. You don't get beaten your first game. You're giving yourself a chance. I think we will beat Scotland all day. Croatia's tough. I think we can beat Croatia. Um, I think we'll all. I think we'll all find ourselves in a couple of weeks' time getting excited again. I think that's the problem, yeah. Mitch. Yeah, it is. You know, and in, in in response to somebody, would I go and watch Sunderland? Yes, and I have. Um, my dad used to used used to be good friends with the, uh, one of the main sponsors. who had a box, and if we were at loose end, if we didn't have a game or what have you, we'd go and watch it. Mind you, we used to work with tickets. The best one being when the day Gary Bennett scored no goal, conceded a penalty, penalty and got booed off the pitch. When it came to sponsors, man of the match, there was two Geordies in the corner eating Gary Bennett on the little slips of paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but well, you, it, see, it's, you know, it's, you know you, Steve, Steve, you just turned on there. Steve, you just turned on there about Italy. You said I have names who said three teams I thought do better than England, and three teams were tipped who I haven't backed. So I haven't backed France, Spain, or Belgium. But what you did was like a party political broadcast on behalf of the Italian party. Oh, and for yeah, a bloke who know. says he's excited about England, for a bloke who's excited about England, by God, you haven't half talked it real, mate. Oh, I know, hey. I know. Well, that's what you and, do. And that's I, what you I, do. I, you talk them up so that then they'll run away. Like <laughs> I love I it. You'd love England. Tell, you know tell, tell you what I reckon. You think other teams are... 
you think that the teams are going to do better. That's what you think. Yeah. I, you know what for, it is? For me. Well, I was going to say for, the, thing, the thing with England, I, I, I love, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about, about the youth and experience. I'm, I'm just not getting excited because I want them to surprise us. I, I, because I'm, because I'm, I'm sitting here wearing the shirt and I'll, and, and, I actually, I actually got the bag out and I dug this out and I dug about seven or eight other shirts and I realised that they were, they were stained, they were mess. I've stuck them all in the wash and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick and choose which ones I'm gonna wear and all that type of thing. Going way, way back to, to 1990, I found all these shirts in a bag along with loads of Newcastle shirts and it was because of you, Keith, when you talked about wearing the, wearing the Newcastle shirt the other night when we were talking about what my favourite shirts were, and and that. This has got. This is the exciting. This is what. This is what football does to you. This is what a tournament does to you. It gets you built up. And I remember one year, I, I, I was. I, I took ill. I had. A, I caught like a really, really bad glandular fever type of uh, illness, and I was off work for about six weeks. And coincidentally, it, it happened during one of the Euros or one of the World Cups or something like that. So I never missed a single game, even though I was on death's door, you know, and I got back to work. And of course, I just got pilloried by me pals at work. who were like, going, God, you, you know, how are you doing? And I was like, all I could talk about was the fact that I'd seen every game and I'd forgotten that I'd been ill. And I was like, I'm really, really struggling. Brilliant. But that's what football does to you, doesn't it? Even, of course even it is. adverse periods of your life. You Can want I say one, one thing? One thing before we go, I get these like shows with you lot. And I remember Steve uh, Meath once scanned my thoughts by saying how much he wanted to knock the back doors in. But uh, uh, tonight I've got a thought of you, Steve Hasty, watching the football and getting dead excited with stains all over your shirts. You know, you see all your shirts are stained. I don't know what you do watching the match, mate. I get pretty excited, but I don't stain them, I guarantee you. And like, if That's you do yes, like Steve, you just, you there's, been an under, there's been an undercurrent of them. Yeah, it's been a joy for specialist websites Guys. all around the world, I'm sure. <laughs> My taxi's here. I'm going out. Right, okay. Well, we're going to finish. Hasty Hasty is past her. He's best, says Colin Wilson. Uh, Stu says we're going to have to change the words to 50 years of hurt. But Hasty uh, loves the spaghetti western, says uh, Iceman. Yeah. Uh, but fantastic. Listen, been a great show as always. Um, great to see you guys. Brilliant. We'll uh, we'll 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 convene again next week, I'm sure. And uh, oh, is that a Spider VPN shirt as well, Steve? Gary Gary says because you, you've got look, you've got the Spider VPN logo on your top. I'm back yeah. tomorrow anyway um, with um, Mick Lowe's at twelve o'clock. So join me midday tomorrow uh, when we'll be looking over the first game of the Euros, and uh, we'll go and let Keith get his taxi. Take care, lads. See you later. Taxi for Cheers Keith. Care, lads. Taxi, taxi for Keith. Brilliant. Bye. Love it. Take, take care,